If you brought your Bible, go to the book of Exodus, please. Exodus, the second book in your Bible. And we're going to go to chapter 7. Si trajo su Biblia, vamos a ir a Éxodo, capítulo 7. El verso 10. Aleluya. Exodus chapter 7, beginning at verse 10. We began this morning talking about the staff of God in Moses' hand. And today I want to continue along those lines, elaborating a little further. But I want to begin here in Exodus chapter 7. The scripture reads in verse 10, So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did just as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his, and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, they also the magicians of Egypt, and they did the same thing with their secret arts. For each one threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff. Yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Father, we pray this evening that you would speak to us by the power of your everlasting word. I ask you to anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God, and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, that they might be inspired as they receive the word to put it to work in their life. We ask that in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated tonight. I want to use as a subject tonight the weapons of our deliverance. Quiero usar por tema esta noche las armas de nuestra liberación. When you read the book of Exodus, the title of the book itself implies that there is an exodus of the people of Israel by the miraculous power of God from Egyptian bondage. Uh, you know the story, they were in Egypt for 400 years. And during that time, for the bulk of that time, they became slaves to Egypt and to Pharaoh. Durante uh, el leer del le libro de Éxodo, leemos de la milagrosa liberación del pueblo de Dios de la esclavitud de Israel, donde habían estado 400 años. Now the thing God has been saying to us in the last couple of weeks is that they walked out of Egypt. El Señor nos ha estado hablando diciendo que ellos salieron de Egipto andando. This is an important fact. Este es un hecho muy importante because it reveals to us the simplicity of God's work. Nos revela la forma simple de la obra de Dios. They didn't get out of Egypt by a revolt. They didn't get out of Egypt by starting some great a riot or a revolution. No salieron de Egipto con una revolución o con, con algún gran movimiento de armas. They didn't come out of Egypt by the power of weapons or weaponry. No salieron por el poder de la armadura, sino salieron por el poder de Dios. They came out by the power of God. They didn't leave Egypt running. They didn't leave Egypt hiding. They didn't go out the back door. They went out the front door and they walked out. Say amen, somebody. Ellos salieron por la puerta del frente y salieron caminando. Only God can do that. Solo Dios puede hacer eso. For the slaves in the United States, we know that it took a war to deliver them. Para los esclavos en esta nación, se requirió una guerra a que costó miles de almas. A, a war that cost hundreds of thousands of lives, not to mention capital and the investments of men. See, uh, sin mencionar el dinero que también costó la libertad de los esclavos en, esta pa en este país. But in the Bible, we see an entire nation delivered by the hand of God. En la Biblia vemos una nación total de esclavos rescatada y liberada por la poderosa mano de Dios. Y salieron andando, they left walking, 
And they left with 400 years worth of back pay. Salieron con 400 años de pago. Isn't that good to know that God can balance the books in a day? Es bueno saber que Dios puede hacer la reconciliación de los libros en un día. Y este pueblo salió a través de cuatro cosas que Dios le dio a Moisés. This people came out of Egypt as Moses, who was called by God to deliver them, employed four weapons that he used to deliver the people of Israel. And I want you to study this with me because these four weapons are the four weapons God has given you. And these four weapons are for your deliverance. That's so that you won't live in bondage, so that you won't live in Egypt, so that you won't live in fear. Estas cuatro armas uh, son las que Dios le ha dado a usted. Y son para que usted viva en liberación, para que usted viva uh, sin estar esclavizado a Egipto. But these four weapons are also so that you can become a deliverer. Estas armas también son para que usted sea un libertador. How many of you would like to be a deliverer? ¿Cuántos quieren ser un libertador? Would you like to be used by God to bring freedom to somebody else? Amen if you want that. Si usted quiere ser usado por Dios para traer liberación a alguien más, entonces usted tiene que conocer estas armas. And you have been called by God to be a deliverer. Uh, usted ha sido llamado por Dios para ser un libertador. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to set at liberty those that are captive. Jesús dijo, el espíritu de Jehová está sobre de mí porque me ha ungido para predicar buenas nuevas a los pobres y poner en libertad a los cautivos. God has given you a ministry of reconciliation. Dios te ha dado a ti un ministerio de restauración y un ministerio de liberación. A ministry of deliverance is in your life already. Un ministerio de liberación está en su vida ya. And so I want you to get acquainted with the four ways that God brought deliverance to the nation of Israel. Quiero, usted, uh, quiero que usted aprenda y estudie conmigo cómo es que Dios trajo liberación a la nación de Israel. Well, the first way that we're going to see tonight is the rod. La primer forma que vamos a ver esta noche es la vara. I spoke about the rod this morning. Hablé sobre la vara esta mañana. And I want to speak about it a little bit more tonight because you and I have a rod in our hand. Usted y yo tenemos una vara en nuestra mano. It's not a stick like it was in the hand of Moses. Uh, nevertheless, it is a powerful weapon that God has given to you. Hay una vara en tu mano esta noche, aunque no es la vara de madera como la que usó a Moisés. La vara que usted tiene es igual de poderosa. And so I want you to say this with me. I have a rod in my hand. Diga, yo tengo una vara en mi mano. God called Moses out of a burning bush. Dios llamó a Moisés de una zarza ardiendo. Y cuando él lo llamó, he called him and he said to him, what is that in your hand? Dios le dijo a Moisés, ¿qué tienes en tu mano? He said, I have a staff. It was a shepherd's staff. Él dijo, yo tengo una vara. Esa era la vara de un pastor. It was the staff he used to shepherd the flock of Jethro. La vara que él usaba para ser el pastor de las ovejas de su suegro Jethro. And so, as you study the staff, you start to see that it's more than just a stick or a wooden stick. Y no solamente la vara, un instrumento de madera, sino que representa autoridad. The staff represents authority. In the life of Moses, the staff represented delegated authority. En la vida de Moisés, la vara representaba la autoridad delegada de parte de Jethro hacia Moisés. Jethro, the father-in-law, had delegated authority to Moses to shepherd his flock. Do you know that God has delegated authority to me to shepherd Kingsway Church? Dios ha, ha delegado autoridad a mí para ser el pastor de esta iglesia. And someday I'll give him an account 
for all of the flock that is at Kingsway Church. Un día yo le voy a dar a respuesta a Dios por este rebaño. And God has delegated authority to you. También Dios ha delegado autoridad a ti. Y esa autoridad es el poder de Dios en tu vida. He's given you power in your life, power to cast out devils, power to pray for the sick, power to preach the gospel. Te ha dado poder para echar fuera demonios, para predicar el evangelio y para orar por los enfermos. Say amen, somebody. You have authority in the, in the name of Jesus. Usted tiene autoridad en el nombre de Jesús, the staff also represents the promises of God. La vara también representa las promesas de Dios. In the ancient world, when a man had his staff, he would record or carve into his staff the, uh, the family history. En el mundo de la antigüedad, un hombre que tenía una vara le inscribía a la vara la historia familiar. This was a way of keeping a family record. Era una forma de guardar una historia familiar. But it also was an accounting of the words spoken by God to the man of God. También era una forma de inscribir las palabras que Dios le había escrito a ese hombre. And so when they had an encounter with God, when God would speak to them, they would generally inscribe that in their staff. We read in the book of Hebrews that Jacob prophesied over his 12 sons while leaning on his staff. Dice la escritura que Jacob profetizó a sus hijos mientras él estaba recargado sobre su vara. Now I want you to just imagine all the things God said to Jacob. Imagínese usted todo lo que Dios habló a Jacob. God told Jacob, I will make you a nation. God told Jacob, I will not let you go until I have done everything that I spoke to you. Dios le dijo a Jacob, yo voy a, uh, no te dejaré hasta que yo cumpla todo lo que yo he hablado a ti. Now Jacob is an old man. He's nearing the end of his life. Jacob ahora es un hombre anciano. Está llegando al fin de su vida. Pero cuando él comienza a profetizar, as he begins to prophesy, he is leaning on the word of God. He is leaning on the promises of God over his life and over his family. Él está recargado sobre la palabra de Dios y sobre la promesa de Dios en su vida. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a promise from God over your life? That was, that was a little weak. I, maybe you're not sure. Do you have a promise from God over your life? You say, well, pastor, I don't have a wooden stick. I haven't carved it into the wooden stick. Well, let me tell you, don't worry about that. You have something better than that. You have the word of God. And every promise in the word of God belongs to you. Come on, somebody. The word of God is full of God's word and promise over your life. And so you have a staff. When you get into trouble, lean on the word. When you get into a pinch, lean on the word. When you find yourself in difficulty and trial, lean on the word. When you're old and about to die, lean on the word. If you're young and restless, lean on the word because the word of God is the infallible truth that God has spoken over your life. Jacob was leaning on his staff. And this is what Jacob said when he wrestled with God as a younger man. He said, Lord, when I crossed the Jordan River, when I left the promised land, all I had in my hand was a staff. But when I had returned, I have become two companies. Now, he wasn't saying I have a, a, a company that makes bricks and another company that makes cement. He was saying I have two families. But how many of you would like to have two companies? Come on, there's no faith in the house of God tonight. How many of you would like to have two companies? Pastor, I'd be happy to have one. I'd be happy to have a partnership in the company. Well, Jacob says, when I left, all I had was my staff. All I had was the promise of God. But when I came back, I had two companies. What was he saying? He was saying, God has blessed me. God has increased me. God has given me more than I was. And friend, when, you, when all you have is a promise, that's all you need. Say amen, somebody. 
If all you have is the word of God, then all you need is the word of God. Because the word of God will produce two companies in your life. The word of God will produce the thing that God has spoken over your life. La palabra de Dios. Si usted es todo lo que usted tiene, recárguese sobre ella. Porque si usted tiene la palabra de Dios, ya lo tiene todo. If you have the word of God, you already have everything. Say amen, somebody. He said, I... I came back and now I have this staff. I still have the promises. I still have the word. I still have what you spoke. But I also have all the things you spoke into existence in my life. Do you have a promise from God? Do you have a promise from God? Do you have authority? Now what did I tell you this morning? The staff also represents your walk with God. La vara también representa tu caminar con Dios. How many of you have a walk with God? Now, I'm not going to re-preach uh, that because I preached it this morning. But I just want you to know that God has called you to walk with him. God said to Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. If you're going to have authority, you're going to need a walk with God. Si usted va a tener autoridad espiritual, usted va a necesitar un caminar con Dios. God will respond to the prayers of the righteous. The Bible said the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Availeth much. How do you become righteous? Walk with God. Dice la escritura que la oración ferviente del justo puede mucho. ¿Cómo es que usted puede ser justo? Caminando con Dios. And so Moses has a staff. Moses has a promise from God. God said, after 400 years, I'm going to bring my people out of Egypt. He spoke that to Abraham hundreds of years before the fact. Moses has authority from God. God said, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses has a walk with God. He has come and will come to know the Lord in a deep and profound way. He comes to know him as the holy God and the God of compassion and, and righteousness. He will walk with God and he'll walk in authority and he will walk in the promises of God. And now he's going to be able to go in to Egypt and deliver the people of God. And six of the plagues that I told you about this morning, I'll tell you again, God sent ten plagues on the nation of Egypt. Dios envió diez plagas sobre la nación de Israel y nueve de ellas antes de la Pascua, nine of those plagues prior to the miracle of Passover. But six of those judgments were brought by the staff. Seis de esos juicios fueron traídos a la nación de Egipto a través de la vara. I read you the first one. I'm not going to go through all of them tonight. No vamos a hacer un repase de todos esta noche. But I would encourage you to read the book of Exodus. Because we see there the power of God's promise, authority, and the, the believer's walk in deliverance. Ahí vemos en el poder de la vara la autoridad, la promesa y el caminar Con Dios. Now Moses walks in to Pharaoh's throne room. Moisés entra a la, a la, uh, el, el uh, trono de Faraón y le dice, Jehová ha dicho, deja ir a mi pueblo. He says to him, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh, of course, is saying to him, well, you and what army are going to make me let go of these, these slaves? Faraón le está diciendo, ¿qué ejército tienes tú para sacar a estos esclavos? He is taunting Moses, está, está provocando a Moisés. So the Bible said that Moses takes his staff and he throws it down before Pharaoh. Faraón, perdón, Moisés toma la vara. He takes his authority, he takes the promise of God, and he takes with his walk with God, and he throws it down in front of a Pharaoh. Él lo avienta hacia adelante de Faraón. Don't worry, those of you sitting in the back, it didn't turn into a snake just now. No se preocupen, no se convirtió en, en víbora. Pero cuando él lo hizo, when Moses did it, that, that thing became a snake. La, fara, la vara se convirtió en una víbora. You remember, if you look at anything Egyptian, you've ever studied Egypt, that the symbol of the pharaoh is the cobra. Usted recuerda que el símbolo del faraón es la serpiente. Si usted ha estudiado o visto a, al faraón de Egipto, usted entiende que ese es el símbolo. He throws down a challenge to the god of Egypt. Él provoca... A una, a una batalla, el Dios de Egipto. 
And the Bible said that the conjurers and the, the witch doctors threw down their staffs and they became snakes too. Dice la escritura que los, los hechiceros también aventaron su vara y la vara se convirtió en serpiente. But Moses' staff ate all of their staffs. La vara de Moisés, la serpiente de Moisés se comió a las demás. Amen, somebody. Listen, the enemy has more counterfeits and he has to use more tools than God. El enemigo tiene que usar más, más contraseñas y tiene que usar más uh, 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 opciones para poder provocar a Dios. But can I just tell you this? If you have your staff, if you have the word of God, you don't have to fear any single one of the challenges or oppositions of the enemy. Amen, somebody. Cuando usted está parado sobre la palabra de Dios, usted no tiene que tenerle temor a ninguna esechanza del enemigo. And Moses' staff becomes a sign to Egypt that the God of Moses is stronger than their God. Esa vara se convierte en señal a Egipto que el Dios de, de Moisés es más grande que el Dios de Faraón. Listen, when you walk with God, the few will be mighty, mightier than the many every time. Cuando usted camina con Dios, los pocos serán más grandes que los muchos cada vez. And so right now you might be facing a, a moment in your life when the, the mighty and the strong are more than you are. But don't you worry about it. Are you walking with God? Then if you're walking with God, the few will be greater than the many every time. Si usted está caminando con Dios, los pocos serán más que los muchos cuando usted camina con Dios. Amen, somebody. Say, I have a rod. You have authority. You have a promise. You have a, a, a rod in your hand that can bring deliverance to you and bring deliverance to your family and the people around you. Usted tiene autoridad y tiene también a su promesa de Dios, but you also have a testimony. También tiene testimonio. You have your walk with God, which is a testimony to the world that says... My God doesn't fail. My God doesn't lie. My God is faithful. Usted tiene un testimonio que anuncia al mundo que yo tengo un Dios que tiene, uh, que, que es fiel a mi vida y que cumple con su palabra. Can I just tell you tonight, it's time to exercise your authority. Es tiempo de ejercer, ejercer tu autoridad. Es tiempo de usar la vara que Dios ha puesto en tu mano. It's time to use the authority that God has given to you. Say amen, somebody. Now the second thing that God used to deliver Israel, or that Moses used, is the word. La siguiente cosa que Dios usa a través de Moisés para liberar al pueblo de Israel de Egipto es la palabra. Now the first thing is visible. Lo primero es algo visual, es una vara. The second thing is invisible. Lo siguiente es invisible. And yet it's just as powerful and it's just as important that you and I understand the power of the words that we speak. Es muy importante que usted y yo entendamos el poder de las palabras que hablamos. We were created by the word. Fuimos creados por la palabra de Dios. Por lo tanto, somos criaturas de la palabra. Therefore, we are creatures of the word. We are the sustained by the word of God. Somos sostenidos por la palabra de Dios. You and I don't just live by tortillas and bread, do we? We don't just live by hamburgers and Tamales. We live by the word of God. Vivimos por la palabra de Dios. Say amen, somebody. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And not only do you have the word of God that sustains you, but you have been given the power to speak. And your words have the ability to change the environment in your life. Nuestras palabras tienen el poder para cambiar la atmósfera en nuestra vida. Let me give you some examples. Have you ever been on 
let's say, how do, we, how do I put this? Have you ever been on the judgment side of God? Have you ever been wrong with God? ¿Ha estado usted mal con Dios? Come on, let's be honest tonight. We all should say amen because we were all born wrong with God. Todos nacimos mal con Dios. You understand that, don't you? ¿Entiende eso esta noche? The Bible said that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Dice la Escritura que todos están caído y están destituidos de la gracia de Dios. This is the power of words. Aquí está el poder de las palabras. The Bible says if you're on the wrong side, on the judgment side of God, if you're under the judgment of God because you were born in sin and you need a Savior, here's what the Bible says, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. ¿Qué dice la palabra? Que si usted está mal con Dios, ¿qué tiene que hacer? Dice, si confesares con tu boca que Jesucristo es Señor y creyeres en tu corazón que Él es Look at the power of words. God says you want to be saved? Confess your sin. Use your words to get right with God. Usted va a usar las palabras para ponerse en bien con Dios. Listen, there's no way to be right with God unless you confess your sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. No hay manera de estar bien con Dios si usted no confiesa su pecado y si no cree en el Señor Jesucristo. But if you will confess your sin, he, the Bible says, it's faithful and just to forgive all unrighteousness. Si usted confiesa su pecado, entonces él es justo y fiel para perdonar Todas nuestras iniquidades, toda nuestra impureza. Hosea, chapter 14 and verse 2. The Bible says, take words with you and return to the Lord. Dice, Hoseas capítulo 14, y el verso 2, toma palabras contigo y regresate a Jehová. Listen to that. Take words. Tell your neighbor, take words. Listen, if you feel like. If you feel like you've wronged God, you feel like you, you've sinned against God, it's easy. Just take some words. Go to God and say, I repent. I confess. I'm wrong. I know those are hard words to speak sometimes. But when you speak them to God, you can be restored. <laughs> he says, take words and say, and, and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously that we may present fruit of the fruit of our lips. Dice Oseas, toma palabras y regresate a Jehová y dile, toma todas nuestras iniquidades. He's saying to God, be gracious to me. Ten misericordia de mí. Your words are so powerful that they can erase your past as far as God is concerned. Now, I think that deserves more than one amen. I said your words are so powerful that they can erase your past. If you confess your sin to God, the past is gone. Jesus has forgiven you that it's under the blood. And God says, I'll bury it in the deepest part of the sea, never to be remembered against you again. Say amen, somebody. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someday Satan comes up to God and he says, Lord, I just want to tell you about that preacher, Isaac Del Santos, over there in Beville at Kingsway Church. He's not all he seems to be. He's a sinner. He's fallen from grace. He's fallen. Uh, he's missed the mark. He doesn't measure up. And God says, well, let me check his record. And he goes and pulls up my record. And he pulls up your record. He says, I don't see anything here. All I see here is the blood. All I see here is the righteousness of my son, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Your sin is gone if you confessed it to God. What a power in words. Your words can restore a relationship. Your words can heal a marriage. Your words can heal the people in your life. Tus palabras tienen el poder para sanar una relación, para sanar tu matrimonio, para poder restaurar la relación entre usted y sus hijos. Cuando usted tiene una necesidad en sus relaciones, tome palabras. Take some words and go and let those words become a healing balm in your relationships. Listen to Jonah. Jonah was in the belly of a big fish. Jonás estaba en, uh, en el estómago de un pez grande. ¿Qué hizo Jonás? What did Jonah do? He took some words. He didn't have anything else. 
No tenía nada más, tenía las, las palabras. And he said uh, in Jonah chapter 2 verse 9, in Jonás 2.9, dice, pero yo levanté mi voz en gratitud. He says, but I with a voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. Dijo Jonás, yo voy a levantar una voz de alabanza hacia Dios. Just think about that. In the middle of a of a belly of a fish, Jonah begins to praise God. En medio de una uh, de una pez grande, en el en el en el sepulcro, por decirlo así, Jonás levanta su voz en adoración a Dios. Can I just tell you how powerful your words are? That when you begin to thank God, when you begin to praise God, the atmosphere shifts around you. Uh, and and the, the word of God in Jonah's mouth was so powerful, it gave that fish indigestion, and it had to vomit him up on the shore. And Jonah came out and went on preaching. Can I just tell you, when you, get, when you begin to praise God, the devil can't find enough medicine for his indigestion. When you begin to worship God in the middle of your trials, in the middle of your storm, the devil needs some tums because he can't handle the fact that you're worshiping God in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of your trial. Somebody take some words right now and just bless the Lord. Shout hallelujah. That's the power of words. Que poder de las palabras. Jesus said this. He said, if you will believe, you will say to that mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done according to your word. How powerful are your words? Your words can move a mountain. Your words can bring Israel out of Egypt. Jesús dijo, este es el poder de las palabras, Jesús dijo, si usted creyere, le dirá a ese monte, quítate de ahí y siembrate en el mar y se hará conforme a tu palabra. Now just imagine how powerful the words are that are in your mouth. Qué poderosas son las palabras que hay en tu boca. God said to Moses, go tell Pharaoh that if he doesn't let my people go, there is going to be a tremendous plague upon the land, a severity. The cattle are going to die. Boils are going to break out. And just as Moses spoke the prophetic word, that word from God became true in the life of the Egyptians. Can I just tell you tonight, it's time to take some words. It's time to do battle with your mouth. Es tiempo de hacer guerra con tu boca. De llevar la palabra profetica de Dios. To take the prophetic word and wage war against the enemy. Es tiempo de hacer guerra contra Satanás con tus palabras. Listen, the last thing you should be doing is agreeing with the devil with your mouth. Lo último que usted debe hacer es ponerse de acuerdo con el diablo con su boca. If he says you're going down, you say, I'm going up. If he says you're going broke, you say, I'm going to prosper. If he says you're going to die, you say, I will not die, but I will live, and I will proclaim the works of God. Come on, somebody. It's time to start doubting your doubts. It's tiempo de dudar tus dudas. When the devil tells you, I'm going to kill you, you say, I doubt it. I'm going to take you down. I doubt it. If you could have done it, you'd have done it already. But I believe in God. And I'm going to stand until God performs the word and work which he has spoken over my life. The power of God in your mouth is so incredible that it can move a mountain. It can uproot a tree of bitterness and vice out of the heart of man and bring about restoration. And so Moses spoke the prophetic word. That's why from time to time I'll tell you, open your mouth and prophesy over your own life. You say, Pastor, I'm not Benny Hinn. I can't prophesy over my life. I'm not uh, David Wilkerson. I can't prophesy over my life. You're a child of God. Say amen, somebody. You have the authority of the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God dwells within you. Prophesy over your life. Prophesy over this city. Prophesy over the things that God has put in your heart. Because the Word of God is powerful. And it is enabling you by the Spirit to declare those things that be not as though they were. 
align your word with the word and voice of God. Number three, the Bible says that God told Moses, this is an interesting one. He said to Moses, go and take a handful of soot. Go to the furnace and take a handful of soot. Jehová le dijo a Moisés, ve al horno y toma una mano, un puñado de ceniza. What is soot? It is ashes. And throw it into the wind. Aviéntalo hacia el viento. Y él tomó ese, esa ceniza. He took that soot. He threw it into the wind. And it became a plague. Se formó una tremenda plaga sobre la nación de, Israel, de Egipto. It became a plague over the nation of Egypt. What do these ashes represent? ¿Qué significan esta ceniza? Well, what is ashes? What are ashes? ¿Qué son ¿Qué es la ceniza? Ashes are what's left, are but uh, what has been touched by the fire. La ceniza es lo que queda de lo que ha sido tocado por el fuego. Those ashes represented two things. They represented the affliction of the nation of, Egypt, of Israel in Egypt. Esa ceniza representaba la aflicción de la nación de Israel en Egipto. They had gone through the fire of affliction. Habían pasado por el fuego de aflicción. But let me just tell you this, that God is a resurrection God. And even if your life is in ashes, even if you've gone through the afflictions of man, there is a God who is able to restore and bring you up out of the ashes and give you beauty for ashes. Come on, somebody. El Dios de Israel y nuestro Dios es el Dios que puede tomar lo que ha pasado por la aflicción y hacerlo vivir de nuevo. Él puede darte belleza en vez de ceniza. Let me just tell you tonight, everything that you have gone through Every trouble and trial you've been through, God can use for victory in your life. La, las aflicciones que usted ha pasado, Dios las puede usar para traer victoria a su vida. Say amen, somebody. Because your life, however difficult and, and however challenging it may have been, has not been a waste. God can use the affliction that you've endured in order to make that a resurrection story of his power and of his strength in the life of man. And so, just as God used this broken and beleaguered nation, afflicted by 400 years of poverty, he raised them up and he made them a mighty conquering nation. Why? Because our God is able to take you out of the ash heap and make you to stand among princes. Come on, somebody. That's what the psalmist said. He raised me up out of the ashes. Is there anybody in here that was already toast, already gone, already forgotten, already passed, but God brought you up out of the ashes? He brought you out of failure. He brought you out of defeat. Come on, somebody. And he made you stand among the princes of God's people. Somebody ought to give God praise. For his restoring power in your life. Second thing the ashes represent is that which is touched by the fire. What is touched by the fire of the Spirit of God. The ashes represent the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Listen friend, when the Spirit of God is at work in your life. There's a cleansing that takes place. There's a renewing that takes place and there's an empowering that takes place. Cuando el Espíritu de Dios, que es lo que representa lo siguiente de las cenizas, la obra del Espíritu Santo en tu vida, el que trae limpieza, el que trae pureza, el que trae ese mover de su Espíritu para sacar la cosa vana y traer algo puro de tu vida. And so this second weapon that you and I have, a third weapon that you and I have, is the power of the Spirit. To bring deliverance. Usted y yo tenemos la obra del Espíritu Santo para traer liberación. Listen, you are not alone. I said you are not alone. There is a Spirit of God at work in your life. He is the third person of the Trinity. And he is endowed with power. And has all the power of the Godhead. Ustedes es el templo del Espíritu de Dios. El Espíritu Santo es la tercera persona de la Santísima Trinidad. Él habita en usted con tremendo poder. Tremendo poder. 
Listen, you want to bring deliverance to your family? You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you seen him work? Are you watching him work? Listen, the Holy Spirit can do in 10 minutes what will take you 10 years. El Espíritu Santo puede hacer en 10 minutos lo que a nosotros nos lleva 10 años. Several years ago, we had an outpouring of the Spirit in this church that transformed the church. Hace unos años tuvimos una mover del Espíritu Santo aquí en esta iglesia que transformó la iglesia. You remember that, those of you who were here? It was a Sunday night, and the grace and power of God came upon this house, and for nine weeks, we had a manifestation of power and glory in this house. Por nueve semanas tuvimos un manifestar del poder y la gloria de Dios en esta casa. Power of God was so strong that many services I could not preach or even stand. You remember I became a Quaker. Ustedes recuerdan que me, uh, me turbaba en el púlpito y, y, y casi no podía predicar. Estaba uh, temblando. But it wasn't about the move of God. It was about what God was producing through the move. No era para el mover, sino para lo que Dios quería producir a través de ese mover. In that outpouring of the Spirit, I saw people who had never been involved or active in church become pillars of the church. Somebody say, wow. Just watch how God works. Dios tomó en ese periodo de tiempo personas que no hacían Nada en el servicio de la iglesia y de repente se hicieron pilares de la iglesia. It takes a long time to do that. But when the Holy Spirit is at work, he can do it like this. Just like that. Cuando el Espíritu Santo está moviendo, él puede hacerlo en minutos, en días, en, en semanas. Él hizo lo que usted y yo tratando de hacerlo no se podía hacer en mucho tiempo uh, we also saw the renovation of this of this sanctuary también vimos la re renovación de este santuario I'm just giving you an example that all of you or many of you have watched and witnessed with your own eyes you remember our pews we had some pews that were that were a little wobbly you sat on one end the other end would come up you guys remember that ¿Usted se acuerda las bancas que teníamos que si se sentaba en un lado se levantaba el otro? We had one pew that was balanced by a phone book. Teníamos una banca que era, uh, la levantaba un libro de, de número de teléfono. Oh, you guys are acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. So sophisticated now. And while God was moving in the spiritual, he was moving in the natural. And the old went out and the new came in. What a powerful spirit at work in us. Jesus said it, or Paul said it like this. He said, the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is at work in you. Pablo lo dijo de esta manera. El mismo espíritu que levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos está obrando en ti. I was thinking about it this week because I remember people getting up from the floor with sawdust on their back. Because the spirit of God was moving. And for a moment, the building didn't look like what we were receiving in the Spirit. But sooner or later, when you walk by the Spirit of God, the natural will reflect the spiritual. Come on, somebody. I said the natural will reflect the spiritual. You ought to get excited about that because what you see in your spirit, you will see in your life. And I see great things in my spirit. Come on. I see great things in my spirit. Do you see great things? What you see in your spirit, you will see in your life. If you are walking by the spirit of God. Moses took those ashes. He released them into the wind. Can I just encourage you to release the spirit of God in your life? Just let the Holy Spirit loose in your life. Tell him, Lord, I need a makeover. I need a transformation. I need a renewal. I need you to come and do whatever you want. You want to move the furniture around? Move it. You want to get rid of stuff? Get rid of it. You want to make a transformation? Do it. Come on, somebody. Oh, but I can't give the Holy Spirit that much control. He might get rid of my 
my favorite habits. He might make me get rid of my favorite hidden things, shameful things in my life, friend. Give the Holy Spirit full, complete control. He'll bring judgment upon the wickedness of the devil. He'll bring judgment upon the power and the curse of the devil. And he'll drive it out so that you can walk into liberty and walk into freedom in your life and in the life of your family. Paul said we have a spirit of faith. Do you have a spirit of faith tonight? We have a spirit of faith. Paul said we believe therefore we speak. The spirit of God is a spirit of faith working on the inside of us. Speaking through us. Producing the work and will of God in our life. I want to mention one more tonight. I don't have the time to do it justice, but let me just mention to you. The fourth weapon of your deliverance is the lamb. God told Moses, tell the people of Israel. Tell every family to take a lamb. Dile a cada familia que tome un cordero. Now we see that we have the authority of the word of God. We have the rod of God. We have the promise of God. We also have the word in our mouth, the prophetic word. We have the spirit of God resident within us. And we have the power of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the lamb of God. We have the Passover blood. And this is the one that purchased all of the freedoms that you and I enjoy in Christ. And listen to what he said. Every family, take a lamb. Did you hear that? Who was to take a lamb? Every family. You got to bring Jesus home. Amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, bring Jesus home. You can't leave Jesus at church. When I was a little boy, they left me in church twice. I figured if they had done it three times, I might have been psychologically damaged forever. Don't leave Jesus at church. Don't leave Jesus a Sunday. Take him home. Every family needs Jesus. I said every family needs Jesus. Kingsway Church, we have to preach and witness boldly to Beeville because every family in Beeville needs Jesus. And can I tell you that Jesus is the answer for every family in Beeville. Cada familia en Beeville necesita a Cristo y Cristo es la respuesta para cada familia en esta ciudad. Did you hear me? I said Jesus is the answer for every family in Beeville. You need Jesus in your home. There is a power in the blood of Jesus that conquers death. Listen, the enemy came with power against your family. But when the blood of Jesus is covering your home, he can't touch you. Say amen, somebody. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my shield and my bulwark, my God, and whom will I trust? When the pestilence and death tries to come to your home, it can't touch you and it can't touch your home because of the blood of Jesus, because of the Lamb of God. What power you and I have in the name of the Lord Jesus. Que poder tenemos en la sangre de Cristo. They took that blood of that lamb. They applied it to the doorpost of their home. Pusieron la sangre de ese cordero sobre el, 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 la puerta de su casa. Y dice la escritura que esa noche pasó el ángel de la muerte. The angel of judgment came over Egypt. And every firstborn died. Cada primogénito murió. Think about that. Every firstborn donkey, every firstborn lamb, every firstborn ox, and every firstborn man died all over Egypt. There were funerals in the land of Egypt everywhere. Imagine every household affected by death. Except for those who had applied the blood of the lamb to their house. 
Listen, if you want to live like everybody else, you're going to live like everybody else. If you want to live without Jesus in your home, you're going to live without Jesus in your home, friend. You're going to live without the protection of God in your home. But if you will bring Jesus to your house, there is deliverance in the blood of Jesus. I said there is deliverance in the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says that every place where he saw the blood, he passed over them. Why? Because the blood of the lamb announced to the Passover, announced to the angel of death, to the wrath of God. Death has already been here. You can't touch this house. Judgment has already come. The lamb has taken our wrath. The Bible said Christ our Passover has come. Christ our Passover has been slain. If you have the word of God, the rod of God, if you have the, the prophetic word in your mouth, and the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. And the blood of Jesus. You have the weapons for deliverance. You have the power to get out of Egypt. And you have the power to enter the promised land. And that power is in you tonight. Come on somebody. That power is in the believer. It's time to exercise the authority you've got. It's tiempo de ejercer la autoridad que usted tiene. En el poder del nombre de Jesús. Our Passover has come. The Bible said that Pharaoh called Moses. He said, tell your people to get out of Dodge. I don't want to see them anymore. Tell every one of your Hebrews to get out of Egypt. And the Egyptians brought gold and silver and precious stones, and they gave them to Israel, and Israel walked out in glorious deliverance. They didn't fire a single shot. Say amen, somebody. They didn't fire a single lawsuit. They didn't uh, file a single lawsuit. They walked out because of the rod of God, because of the power of the prophetic word, because they had the, the blood of the, of the lamb and the authority of the name of Jesus. They walked out of Egypt and they walked into victory by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so will you. I said, so will you. Tell your, tell your neighbor, walk out. Because it's time to walk in. Walk out of Egypt. Walk out of bondage. Because it's time to walk into your promised land. It's time for you to get up and go in the power and authority. Of Jesus' name. Let's stand together this morning, this evening. Vamos a ponernos en pie esta tarde. Come on, let's fill this altar with faith. Vamos a llenar este altar con fe. Come on, take the weapons of your deliverance. Toma las armas de tu liberación esta noche. Y créele a Dios. Toma las armas de tu liberación. Créele a Dios. Believe God. Exercise the gifts of the Spirit that are in your life. Let the Holy Spirit loose in your life. Give Him free reign and rule. In the name of Jesus.